What is good, everybody, man? Welcome back into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight for the 2023 season, man. We are joined by my guy, Eli Doyle, new Tarleton State defensive back, former Eastern Washington defensive back who led Eastern Washington in tackles last year already throughout his collegiate career over 160 Total tackles, three tackles for loss, multiple interceptions, and had four games with 10 or more tackles this past season, man. Elav, how you doing, man? Mister, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing good, man. I'm definitely glad to have you on the show, man. It's I know it's sure. been a, a long journey for you, man, and, and you're getting ready to suit up for Tarleton State this year, man. But I want to go back because I was going back. It, it's been a while since you've been in high school, man. So we're going to go all the way back to the class of 2018 when you were coming, coming out of California, a three-star prospect committed to Arizona State. What was it about Arizona State that separated from other schools in your recruitment? And just looking back now with some hindsight, what was your overall recruiting process like out of high school? Yeah, so coming out of high school, um, you know, freshman year, um, you know, I um, started my, my first year, freshman year varsity. I went to Valencia. Um, played defensive back, played safety. And um, I was at Valencia High School for actually two years, my freshman and sophomore year. And um, I actually started getting my offers. My first offer was Utah, the University of Utah, my sophomore year. Um, and I played both sides, of the, both sides of the ball there. And then after my sophomore year, um, I transferred to Alamany High School. And then, you know, I still, I still was, I went to a lot of camps, a lot of football camps, was getting offers from camps and stuff. And then um, out the recruiting process, you know, I just – you know, decided to take my one official visit to Arizona State, and that was my first one. And, you know, I, everybody went in my family, my two brothers and my two, both my parents, and we went down there for the weekend. And, you know, it was a great, great visit overall throughout the whole weekend. It felt like home right when I landed there, and, you know, it wasn't too far from home. So it was just, it was just a thing to where, like, it was my first visit, yeah, and I felt right in love, and, you know, all the coaches were – where you know, you know, brought it, brought in, brought me in like it was family, and it was just to, to the point to where like it was just the right fit for me at that moment, and so I was still committed. I committed my junior year and still, still, still committed um, throughout my senior year, and then you know, took my chances and went there. And the coaches that recruited me got fired my first year at Arizona State, and so that kind of shook a little things up. And Herm Edwards became. The you know the new coach there, his staff, and then um, after that, you know I stood I stood I, I stood throughout the process, played spring ball there, and then um, I did great in spring ball. You know I was one of the most impacted players in spring ball on defense. They switched my position to linebacker, and then um, you know it was just the thing I didn't want to. You know that's my not pop position. Didn't want to play linebacker, and so um, I entered the portal, and then. Uh, I got my chance to play Eastern Washington. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for that, you know, because without that, I wouldn't be in my position right now. Um, so got my chance to play Eastern, you know, started, you know, for three three years and was grateful for that, you know, been making plays and, and helping helping uh, the deep, helping the defense win. 
when <clears throat> that that was actually I was gonna get to the position change, man, because you you come in as a defensive back, you're playing a lot of safety, and they ultimately tried to move you to linebacker. And when I'm looking at your film now, I mean, listen, I, there's not a lot of safeties that are getting almost a hundred tackles in a season right now, and a lot of guys are scared to come up and really hit. For you, did that move to linebacker? It for you develop the ability to come down into the box and make plays like like you see now on your film from your last season at Eastern Washington. Oh yeah, for definitely like you know a linebacker, you know your you know your first thing in your mind is you know you got to be able to hit. Your first step is downhill. So um, in my eyes, you know I'm not afraid to hit. You know what I'm saying I always been that way since you know playing football ever since high school, um, and so that's just that's just in me. You know what I'm saying I always been you know like. I'm ready to hit, and so, like, i always, you know, been that type of guy to be aggressive at the point of attack. You transferred Eastern Washington. You see a lot of a lot of snaps your first two seasons, but this past year you start all 11 games. This was your first season starting the whole season. You right. lead the team with 84 tackles. You have four-plus games of 10-plus tackles, and against the best competition you faced all season long as well. What clicked this year for you? You know, this year, you know, um, just, you know, really clicked for me, um, just going past my last years, you know, I'm, you know, it's my last year coming up, but last year just being, you know, experienced in the, in the, in the backfield and just what helped me just putting, putting more into more effort into the playbook and really studying and really taking the time out to, you know, study the offense and learning, learning pre-snap progression and, you know, reading, like reading stuff before it happens. So, the playbook really helped me in just, you know, being really locked into the game, you know, first quarter throughout the fourth, whether, you know, if you're up or down, you know, got to, you know, you got to play through through the, through the whistle. But, you know, just that mindset of, you know, attacking the game with the right perspective and, you know, going into the game with the right perspective and, you know, leading your team in the, in the you know, in the right way. I think it, it really – I know it surprised me to see you enter the transfer portal as a graduate transfer after the season. What played into your decision to look for another place with one year of eligibility remaining this past this past offseason? Oh, yeah, you know, well, I've been at Eastern, you know, for three and a half years, four years. And so, you know, I just wanted to find a new opportunity for my last year, you know, to, um, you know, to expand – expand my uh, resources, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, to get a, in a better opportunity and better shoes to, you know, make, make it to the next level, you know, Eastern's a great program and, you know, in Tarleton state, you know, they're a great program too, but when I visited, you know, they have a lot more, you know, resources and things that, you know, will help me get to the next level and such things like that. How different, I guess, was your mindset from that high school recruiting process to this one? Were you looking for, like, was your checklist different? Was your visits any different? Just kind of compare and contrast your high school recruitment to what you just went through this past offseason as a graduate transfer. Yeah, you know, it's very different. Um, you know, high school, you know, selecting a college recruitment is different than now because in high school, um, you know, I'm looking to where, like, I was more I was more picky, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, my choices because like I said, Arizona was close to home and you know, it was easy to make a decision, you know, to Arizona State because, you know, in that aspect, but and going out of high school, you know, you got you got way more options, you know. I had way more I had nineteen, eighteen offers and so and now, you know, I'm in a portal and so it's you know, the portal is hit and miss, you know, like 
you can you can you can get you can talk to a lot of coaches, you know what I'm saying, for a couple of weeks and then just could go go dry for, for months. And so like it's very different and you know, I'll say now like just getting taught to stay at the right school in the portal being now, you just gotta find the right school that's best fit and you go go to the right school that you know, the coaches that really love you because you know, you can't you gotta pick the right fit for you. It's your it's your future. I think when I when I look at Tarleton State staff, I, know, I think they tweeted out a graphic this offseason not too long ago about the draft picks between the two coordinators. And if you wanted to include the players that head coach Ty Witten has coached, it's probably even more than that because he's been ahead of that program throughout the whole time. When you look at you know defensive coordinator Tyrone Nix and some of the other assistants, how big of a, I guess, role did they play in your recruitment and decision to transfer to Tarleton State? Oh, yeah, they played a big role. Um, you know, I was communicating with uh, Coach Nix, you know, throughout the recruitment process when I was in the portal. Um, and, you know, he contacted me and, you know, told me how, how much he loved my film and, you know, how, how much he wants to help me get to the next level. And he believes that, you know, he could coach me, coach me in the right way and, you know, help me succeed. And so, you know, I took my chances and, you know, I said, take that visit and, you know, he, they, you know, they brought me in like family, and so it was a great visit. Um, got about a, uh, we 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 built a great relationship, you know, on the visit. Um, and you know, he also made the made the time. Him and Coach Wynn came down to my parents parents' house in California, and you know, visited them. And I was even there. They just did that, you know. And so they 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 went down, took a visit to them, and got to know my parents and stuff. And so that was. You know, that was great, and that really opened my eyes and to tell me how much they really care about me and stuff like that. When you look, I know um, they just have recently had a defensive back sign a contract, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Donovan Banks, who who played a similar role at times that you will probably will for that defense. Have you Were there any former players, any current players on the roster that you've reached out to just to talk to, you know, talk to them about their experience at Tarleton State? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um you know, I talked to Patrick Jones. He's one of the safety there's. He's one of the safeties there, and um, I did speak with Donovan Banks. Um, you know, over the phone. Yeah, he was just telling me. You know, he had a great experience at Tarleton State. It's a great place. You know, it's a great place to you know stay focused and you know, you know do do your do your things and stay on top of your priorities like football and school. And, you know, that's the main thing. And so, you know, he was just telling me it's going to be a great place for you, and you know the people there are great, so you're going to get a good experience out of it. When when I look at just your career, you're leaving Eastern Washington. You were the guy. You were one of the. You were probably the top leader on that defense, especially in the secondary. Coming to Tarleton State now, you weren't able to make it down to spring practice. I know you're finishing up classes now, so you'll be down there this summer. How are you? How do you plan to approach establishing your establishing yourself as a leader in that secondary with such little time before the season starts? Oh yeah, you know I'm just gonna come in. With the um, you know the same mindset like I did this past season, but you know I'm going to tweak a little bit more stuff. And there's always room for improvement, so you know I got one year left, so I can't waste I can't waste it. You know I got to put all my chips on chips on the table, and you know and and do what's and do what's best for me. I'm gonna go in there and you know just be a leader off right off the bat and show and you know show the others that you know I'm I'm very well experienced and you know can lead them in the right way and be and make an impact on the defense right away when I get there. You've achieved a lot, man. I mean, you've you've played foot you've played collegiate football now for multiple seasons. 
when you look at your 2023 goals for your final season, man, what do those consist of? You know, my, my goals for this season coming up, man, is just, you know, leaving it all on the grass. You know, I got one year left, leave it all on the grass. And, um, you know, my goals is to, you know, be, you know, the top tacklers on the defense, be one of lead, lead the lead the conference in um, tackles and picks. And, you know, just and be a leader overall for my team, you know, because I want to make a statement and leave a statement and, you know, leave a legacy behind me, you know, at Tarleton, even though I got one year left, but just to make a name for myself. So, man, shifting toward, you know, the end of the interview, man, some quick hitters, man, for all the Tarleton State fans to get to know you a little bit better. Um, your NFL comp. NFL comps are huge. Fans love them. Players love them. When you look at your game, is there an NFL player that you feel like you model your game after the most? Oh, yeah. Um, Cam Chancellor, he was one of them. You know what I'm saying? He was very, you know, one of my role models, you know what I'm saying, when he was in the NFL, for sure. And Derrick James, he's he's one of – you know, one of my role models and that I compare my game to for sure. And, you know, those guys are very, you know, they're great. They're great tacklers. You know, they're very versatile, can play man, and, you know, can play, uh, you know, zone very good and can read the quarterback and react, you know what I'm saying, on, you know, plays and very, you know, they, they always got big hits. There's, you know, Cam Chancellor, you know, his his hits are, are huge mm-hmm. and make a great impact on the defense and, you know, brings the energy. So, for sure. Chancellor is a legend, and I'm I'm biased, man. I remember when Derwin was coming out of Florida State, man. He was like my favorite player in that draft. I was I was like, man, I someone needs to get him. And I think oh, yeah. if he can stay fully healthy, man, he's gonna be an issue for everybody. Yeah, oh, yeah that's just yeah. The, that's the biggest thing. But man, looking back at your career, this could be at Arizona State, EWU. What was your welcome to college moment? My welcome to college moment was. Uh... I'll say, um, you know, when I was at Arizona State, um, it was it was kickoff. I was on kickoff, and then I ran down the field, you know. Great, great environment, you know, Michigan State, you know, rowdy fans. Um, there was a first kickoff, ran down the kickoff, and I got hooked onto a block. And then, you know, this guy, he, he you know, he, he blocked me all the way into the sideline. You know, I got pushed over. Mm-hmm. And so that was just like, yeah, you know, this, this, is, this is college football for sure. Yeah, man, getting taken to the sideline, I definitely meant because because especially if it's the opponent's sideline, then you got to oh, yeah. deal with all the team, all, all his teammates yeah. and everything like that's like mm-hmm. the worst, worst case situation, man. But I'll I'll be honest, DBs get a horrible rap on the show, man. With this next question, but how much trash do you talk in between those white lines on game day? Oh yeah, you know when I get between them white lines, you know it's just whatever comes out of my mouth, you know it's just comes out of my mouth, it's just all energy and all you know. You know, it's just adrenaline in and so when I'm on the field, I get my players rowdy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk my stuff in between lines. But, you know, it's just, it's just all competitiveness. No, nothing, nothing, you know, dirty or anything. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's all competitive. After the game, you know, we're going to shake it up. Looking back at your career, man, what who's – or you can look back just to this season. Who was the biggest trash talker back to you during a game where you guys just all game had it going back and forth? I'll say North Dakota State. Uh, I played North Dakota State. We played there. It was a playoff game, I think, in the spring when COVID happened. And it was a rowdy game, you know. Um, I guess I uh, had a late hit. I drove a guy to the sideline. And, you know, the, the everybody, the whole North Dakota State people, all the players that came to me and tried to, you know, ride around me and stuff. And I just, 
ran ran off, and I got a flag, and they you know kicked me out of fair play because got me called me called me on the flag. But that game right there, it was just it was a lot of going back and forth, trash talking. You know, it was that game right there was really really uh, one for one for my run. I know everyone, you know, with the NBA playoffs going on right now, everyone says there's a difference between playoff basketball and regular season. It's like that oh, yeah. in the FCS too. That that intensity gets ratcheted up a, a whole another notch, man. In that, but you know, I know you know, spend most of time at safety. So, looking at your game one on one in the open field, man, what's the number one mistake a running back can make against you when it's you and him in the open field? Shoot, just stopping his feet, you know, because I'm gonna run right through him. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm running forward. He's running towards me. And so once he stops his feet, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to just keep running my feet and, you know, run through his hips or keep my eye on his hip and run through him. So the best for the running back to do, you know what I'm saying, is just to keep running his feet and don't stop, you know what I'm saying, on contact because, you know, I'm going to bring 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 my shoulder pads, shoulder pads with me and take him down. So I've seen so. the film. I, I I can only imagine, you know, <laughs> the mistake that could be, man. But looking back at your career, man, to give some credit, who's who were some of the best offensive players you've ever had to face one on one? Uh, I'll say um, a receiver. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was a receiver from Montana State. Um, he's on the Rams now. Um, mm, uh, Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lance. He, yeah. he was he was really good. Um. I'll say uh, I think his name is Luke Keepy from North Dakota State as the fullback, number forty-four. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah, Hunter yeah, Lipke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hunter. Yeah, him. He's he's very good. Uh, I'll say Anthony Richardson from Florida. Um, yeah, he's he's very good. Um, the running back too, Etienne, the running back. Um, there was a lot of guys on Oregon, a lot of skilled guys on Oregon. That was very good. So, but I say throughout my throughout my career at Eastern, probably you know the Oregon and Florida was the most skilled and the most athletic players I've seen versus you know just you know up to my up to my speed. Yeah, I, yeah, those those FBS games are something different, man. For in in the two years you guys got those teams that they were really kind of they were they were rolling at times, especially with Anthony Richardson. Now, while I think he was the fourth pick in the draft this past year, so I could only imagine man. So I got to ask because um, I. It's just uh, I'm so interested to see the, the dynamic in practice, man, because at Eastern Washington, you guys had such an electric offense, especially when Eric was there, man. And and all that and all the wide receivers you've had got you guys have come have had come through there. How competitive was practice, man, at Eastern Washington between the offense and defense day in and day out? Oh, yeah, it was very competitive. You know, there was, again, trash talking going back and forth between the defense and offense, you know. Some days the defense will kill the offense, you know what I'm saying, and the offense will have a bad day. And then the next day, you know, the defense will have a bad day and offense is, you know, on us. But, you know, that's what makes teams better, you know, just, you know, offensive defense going at it and, you know, trash talking. And, you know, that that was all coming in summer camp, you know, right before season. So that's the best time where, you know, both sides are all making plays and getting each other better. And then the final, you know, the final few questions, man. The one, a quick one. Are you gonna miss playing on the red turf, man? Because I still feel like that. That's gotta be so cool, especially when you guys wear the all red. I feel like that. That's oh, just. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta look yeah. good. Yeah, the red turf. You know, something special. Like that's the that's the first you know colorful field I ever played on. Um, besides Shamanada back in high school, 
But other than uh, other than that, you know, college, college-wise, Eastern Washington, yes, yeah, it's, it's that red field is bright. You know, when you're an opponent team, it's it's gonna get you at first. It's like really bright, so you know, it's kind of an advantage for us. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, because I, because I, I still think like the way Eastern has their uniforms and with that field, it always right. looks clean, no matter what right. uniforms. Because like they got the all black and then the all red. It, it all looks great, man. So the final two questions have to do with the NFL draft, man. First off, if an NFL franchise asks you what they're going to get in Eli Doyle if they select you in the upcoming NFL draft, man, what do you tell them? You know, they're going to get a well, intelligent, um, hardworking man, you know, that's that's willing to get through adversity, whether or not it's going good or bad. You know, I'm going to keep my, you know, my head on my shoulders and, you know, stay poised, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, know what, I know what hard work is. Um, I've been through a lot of stuff throughout my life and, you know, how to – you know, you're going to get one that's, you know, willing to work, you know, come in and, you know, whatever, I'll play whatever role and it's going, I'm going to play at my hardest. And then the final question, man, what would it mean to you to be, I guess, the next FCS player to hear their name selected in the NFL draft? And what would it mean for you and your family, man, to hear your name called in the upcoming NFL draft? Oh, man, it would mean the world to me, man, because I know, when that moment happens, you know, I'm going to just, the first thing is just all the hard work I've been through all the times to where, you know, I, I felt, I felt down on myself and, you know, didn't think I was going to make it out, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a blessing, man. And, you know, it's just, I'm going to keep working until that, until that time comes and, and you know, it's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a really happy moment for me and my family. Man, I, I love to hear it, man. Eli, I appreciate you so much, man, for hopping on the show. I know big things are coming at Charlton State after the season you just had last year at Easter, man. But this is all about player promotion here. Let people know where they can find you on social media, contact you for NILs, and any messages, anything you want to say to the people, man, this time is yours. Yes, sir. You know, you guys can follow me at on my Twitter at, you know, capital E, Eli Tovin. Um, I thought my Twitter handle at Instagram eli.doyle and you know just you could just reach out to me hit me up if you guys are you know ask me any questions or are interested in you know whatever you guys want to ask but you know that's me man i love it simple to the point guys make sure to go follow eli on all social media stay tuned for a huge season down there at tarleton state and guys make sure to subscribe to the channel man check out all the interviews we got coming this off season fcs all american all conference coming very very soon but guys for eli for myself and for the blue bloods we are out for right now